Hey there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know directly from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 19 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you will find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take on the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. So today we're going to talk a little bit about some practical stuff when it comes to florals. Did you know that there's a difference between a florist, a floral designer, and a floral farmer? Today on our podcast, we're going to have Mia. She's the owner, founder, and grower of Millie's Flower Farm. We're going to talk a little bit about budget We're going to talk about trends and styles, questions to ask your florist, your florist designer, and also questions to ask your floral farmer. We're going to talk about the differences, and we're also going to just share some stories. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Mia as she educates you all a little bit about the floral farming industry. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. So, Mia, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I want. I cannot wait for the listeners to meet you. We have been friends for quite a bit of time, and um, I'm excited to share with my listeners you. And with that said, can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, who you serve, and what you do in your business? Sure. So who am I? Uh, My name is Mia. I'm from Rhode Island, Coventry to be exact. My family has been in the floral industry since 1875, believe it or not. Started with my grandparents, owned greenhouses um, in Quidnick, Rhode Island. We owned two flower shops. My family has two flower shops in Rhode Island. And when the pandemic came around, we noticed that shipping costs went up. Everything was going up. We couldn't, getting florals from Holland and getting shipments, everything was stopped. Everyone knows that. Everything was completely stopped. So growers, fertilizer was going up. Shipping problems were happening. Um, and I own a plot of land with my family. And I decided that, you know what? I'm going to start to grow our own florals as much as we can. So with that being said, um, I made my significant other crazy and we cleared about an acre of half of land and I started growing florals and I'm doing it mostly for weddings and events. I also supply to our flower shops and a few local florists. Uh, I do zinnias, dahlias, snapdragons, rinoculus, tulips. I mean, anything that will grow in this climate, I'm growing. And it's been taking off. It's a lot of work, but 
Um, the, the blooms are amazing. And I've noticed that uh, people booking their weddings are actually reaching out to me to grab flower, flower, flower farm flowers um, versus them going to florists and, and having florists do it. They, they're looking for those local blooms and and they seem to be enjoying it. So that that's what I've been up to. Yeah, and you're not and, kidding that you literally just started <laughs> like plow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> plowing down a field. So for our listeners, um, Mia, yes, she has been in the floral industry for years, but you know we are also friends and and also industry friends. And uh, I mean, not kidding. Like she would send me texts. Like I, I mean, she's there with her bu- bulldozer. I mean. Just, down the fields and I'm like Mia what are you doing and you're like Sarah I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have a flower field like I'm gonna grow flowers um and here you are I know the funny thing is too is that I think everyone thought I was nuts because well you I'm are nuts, but that's okay well, I am nuts, but I think that everyone when I first said it they you know when I say I'm gonna do something I pretty much do it and I've already made up my mind in my head so there's really no going back and but people, I mean, as many, as much as people know me, I, I swear they just don't know me. So when I said, no, that, that's, that's, that's what I'm doing. And next thing you know, I had to cut down what I have to cut down, like a hundred trees. I had to cut down probably about a hundred trees. Plus I had to get, um, yeah, we cut down probably about a hundred trees, a hundred trees. Plus I had to get a big skid terror and commercial excavation. And I mean, it's been a whole undertaking. I mean, it, it, and that not to mention, I had to get dump trucks and have to dump trucks full of, um, compost and soil. Cause you know, people think that you could just cut down trees and then there you go and just grow on the grass, which I kind of in the beginning was like, Oh, maybe that's all I can do. Not realizing how much of an investment goes into, I, I you know, I mean, versus seed, but just to prep your, your soil for this. But the good thing is I had a really successful year. I did really well. Uh, the flowers were amazing. And this year I have so many things planned, which was going back to weddings, seeing I booked some weddings already. If it's enough notice, I was able to grow varieties for certain brides for the certain color combination. So if it's a wedding that comes in, that's a year out and they say, I want a, I want a special color um, specific for me, I, I'm able to grow it. Now, the great thing too is seeing I am in the flower industry. I can get flowers because let's, I mean, God forbid a tornado comes floating around or a hurricane and it wipes out the crop season. Some flower farms don't have that luxury where I am also able to, I always tell my brides don't panic because even if bad weather happens because you can't judge mother nature. So if something happened, that's horrific, you're still covered. So you still be able to get the flowers, which, which is, which is a a plus for people. Yes. And, and, uh, and all joking aside, you know, COVID definitely pivoted a lot of businesses. And like you said, you and your family have been in the floral industry for decades. Um, But, you know, yes, you, you had to plow down a whole field and start, um, 
your flower farm, which is now Millie's flower farm. But, you know, you had an idea and you made it reality. But with that said, it, it makes sense. COVID really pivoted a lot of businesses. And in the wedding industry, in the floral industry, the the crops and the florals. Shipping. Yeah. Shipping, just shipping, shipping hot, you know, your roses. People don't realize where their flowers are coming from. They're coming from all over, Holland, Costa Rica. I mean, they're, they're coming in from, you know, they're not locally grown usually. They're coming in from other countries. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize that. And a lot of brides will come in and they'll say, you know, they want a they want a Vogue wedding on a on a, a Walmart budget. Right. And sometimes that's a problem because the reality is is that flowers are not cheap. And I will tell you, just even from a for me doing what I'm doing right now, I've always known the cost of flowers, obviously, but for what it's taken me to grow these flowers, I'm realizing like you don't realize how much goes into it. To, to, to get a crop of flowers and, and how much fertilizer is, how much the compost is, how much, you know, you have to, you have to, I try to use all organic too. So it's like, so bug repellent, all organic. Um, people don't realize it. So, you, you know, some people don't have a realistic idea when they go in and they want to go into your florist. When they come into, when they're budgeting for their wedding, I always say, what is your budget for flowers? And some people, They'll be like, oh, well, I didn't think about that. So that leads into my first question. We let our listeners know a little bit about how Millie's Flower Farm came about, but let's talk about budget. Talk with me about what's a realistic budget, and let's go over that for our listeners. But what's a real, realistic budget depends on the, the person, really, because, I mean, I won't take a, a, a floral job under 2500 I, you know, I didn't start growing flowers because I want to do backyard mason jaw flowers. You you can grab those at Stop and Shop. Depending, really realistically, I mean, to start a wedding, it depends on, first you go, first of all, sorry, like, you know, because you take photos and you know what, what the costs are for you to take, you know, professional photos. But you also have to think about every budget is different. It depends on how many guests. So that goes down to how many are you going to have? Are you going to have round tables, 10 at a table? How many guests? How many tables do we need? Do we need flowers for the altar? Do we need flowers for your wedding party? Do you need flowers for your the mother of the bride, the father of the bride, um, the flower girl? Do you want any installations? Do you want any arbors decorated? How elaborate do you want your arbor decorated? A full arbor that you see in these big magazines, you're looking at like five grand, fully fully stopped. Now you can make adjustments to that and do, you know, and do, do you know, flowers on, you know, a, a, a spray on one side and a spray on the other. But some girls and women will come and say, oh, I, I saw that that flower install. You're not realizing how much how much how many flowers are actually in that to fill that whole arbor. They 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 don't they're not really thinking. They're just saying, Oh, I see that. It's beautiful and I want that. Okay, well, do you know how many roses are in that? So if you if you, so for our listeners, 
you're saying that at least with you at that you know a minimum will be twenty five thousand and so twenty five hundred. So, sorry, it's twenty five hundred. So yeah, I was gonna say twenty five thousand. Sorry, twenty five hundred. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, hey, there you go. So a minimum is twenty five hundred. But so for a lot of our listeners, they they've never done this before, so they don't right. know what a realistic budget is. So you know, walk us through a little bit about how you handle that end when you're first initially talking to somebody. Well, my first initial conversation is to get to know them and ask them exactly what it is that they have for a budget. Sometimes they say, oh, I don't know. What do you think? Well, what do I think? I'm not sure yet. So let's talk about, again, like I said, let's talk about how many guests are you having? 10 tables. Okay. What kind of flower flowers do you like? Because that all, I mean, do you want a flower full of carnations? Do you want peonies? Because each flower has a different cost. Peonies are expensive. Carnations are cheap. So obviously, if somebody comes to you and they say, listen, Mia, I have this for what I set aside for my budget, you can make that realistic by saying that to them, okay, these flowers. Or- right. Then we, then we adjust it and say, you know, you can have some, you can have, you know, you could have some for You can, you know, change it up. You can have some zinnias, gorgeous zinnias and mixed in with a couple roses. I mean, because there's so many things that you can do. And people don't realize that they'll just come to me and say, oh, I, I here I see this picture and this is what I want. Okay, well, your budget might not suit that, but we could, you know, maybe supplement with some zinnias, which are, which are gorgeous, but they're, they're less expensive than a rose or a peony. And then, uh, and then also too, if they're local to the area, obviously they can speak with you. But if they're not local, they can search out their other floral farms because one of the things you said earlier which is great is that especially if you are working with someone who is talking with you in advance you can actually start to grow their flowers of choice right but i but the thing with that is i don't think a lot of flower farms see now i'm a grower designer a lot of flower farms aren't grower designers because being a florist and being a designer is completely different than being a flower farmer. I'm just happen I happen to be lucky because I've already have my I'm already a florist who just took on growing. Where a lot of people are just they don't have the time, so you're not going to get every flower farm to be a designer for you. They they could probably sell you buckets of flowers, which that is which if you I do sell buckets of flowers for some weddings, so I, I have actually two people this year that are going to buy buckets of florals because they want to do the arrangements themselves so they said can you can you give us buckets of blooms absolutely so i'll give them the color the color coordinates that they want and i'm going to sell them buckets of flowers for them to put away put together their own arrangements now that's up to them on how those arrangements come out you know (laughs) it could be a complete nightmare but that's up to them so but but I can I can I can give you the flowers and you can you can grow your own you can you can put together your own arrangements as well. Um so that's an option for some people as well. So if you have mason jars that you want put together and you have a small backyard wedding, I can sell you the buckets, the buckets of flowers, and you're just gonna be the one putting them in the mason jars. I'm just not arranging them for you in a mason jar. So it's not like I won't sell any flowers to you. I absolutely will. I just, that's, that's not where I'm at. It's just, like you said, it's two totally different situations that you actually can do both. You know, going back to pricing though, I want you to, you know, give me the skinny on the situation of centerpieces. Tell me, is it really 
less expensive to get smaller centerpieces because I hear that a lot out there. Again, that depends on the flower that you choose because people don't understand because I could build you a big, bigger centerpiece with carnations and zinnias and some stock versus you getting into dahlias and peonies. Dahlias are an expensive flower. Some, you know, if you go to even a flower farm, they're selling them at $5 a stem. So really, it's really, it's not about what people see in pictures, the size. It's actually the actual flower going in it. I got a question for you. What about greenery? Greenery isn't so bad. I mean, it, it, greenery really isn't, isn't really, really high. It, that, that eucalyptus can be pricey, but like, um, leather leaf and ruckus and all of that. I mean, it, it, that's really not that that's not really where your costs are. Your costs are kind of in the, in the blooms, but it depends though, because if you told me to do a garland of eucalyptus, now you're talking about time because now I have to twine a whole garland to each and every table. Now you're putting in my time on top of the eucalyptus, uh, eucalyptus cost. Because some people say, you know, you'll see those, those um, garlands across the tables that have hurricane lights between them and floral stuck in. They don't realize that, you know, I, I just did, I just hand tied a couple cases of garland for you. Well, and that, I think that comes to my other question is a lot of our listeners right now, some people might know the vocabulary that you're saying. And so they're probably not in their heads and be like, okay, this makes sense. So these flowers are this expensive and these flowers are that expensive because terminology for them, they might understand the floral um, vocabulary. But what about the people who don't understand the floral vocabulary? What happens, I mean, if you, if they don't know what they want, where where they, do they even begin with you to even understand? Well, that's what where want. I would come in and I would show them an example and show them the flower and say this would be a substitution, and show them a, a, another flower, because I understand no one knows our lingo and I know they they don't know the flower I'm talking about. So, so the if they didn't know what a zinnia zinnia is, I would say you know you could get this look with this zinnia with this with this flower, which is a less expensive flower. Your guests don't know it's a less expensive flower. No one knows, and a lot of times why I'm saying it's a less expensive is because a lot of a lot of flowers are very long. They take a long grow time, and they take. 120 days versus some that will take 60. So they have to babysit. We have to babysit those florals. And some of them so actually have a smaller blooming season, I would assume. So that's the other thing. Peonies, right. They have a smaller blooming. Um, I, I always go back to peonies because that's one that everyone always seems to love. Uh, sometimes peonies, I, ranunculus, ranunculus, they're a smaller bloom, which is actually, they'll stop popping this season, this spring, early spring. And they'll last until it gets very hot in the summer, until the hot season comes. People don't understand. Sometimes a rhinoculus, it doesn't necessarily look like a peony, but sometimes it gives you that peony look. And sometimes roses, I have a trick where you can actually make a rose look like a peony. So there's certain things that you can do. 
So I guess the conversation with the person is, I'll, I'll start with, I'll, I'll say, look, Sarah, what, what's your budget? Like, what realistically have you put down for your budget? And then we can go from there and say, okay, well, what is it that you want to do? And a lot of, lot of brides that I speak to, they understand once you explain, I mean, they get it. I mean, you're buying, a, a, you know, some people are spending $1,000 on a dress or even more. You're getting it. You you know, they, you want great pictures, you're paying for photography. You want a great wedding dress, you're paying for a wedding dress. It's the same thing when it comes to the florals or your food. It, and it's not that they're jacking up the price just because you're getting married. They, a, lot, a lot goes into florals. A lot goes into the care of growing those flowers. Um, and you are going to hire a designer that's going to work with you and that knows what your style is and that can do the job for you because now you have their time that's, I'll put it this way. You know, if you go get your hair cut, you're gonna spend a lot of money to get your hair highlighted and cut. And you go into a good hairdresser, a good stylist versus if you're gonna to go to Bowricks, not saying that they're not doing a good job, but you know that the person who is giving you a higher end cut, you're, you're basically paying for their talent and you're paying for their time and the quality of products versus, and I'm not saying no one in Bowricks does a good job. I mean, there's a lot of good stylists out there at Bowricks, but you see where I'm going with that? Yeah, what I was so, thinking also too, Mia, before we take our break, is what about the couples that, you know, obviously like you talk about, like it, you're they're paying for their talent. So for you, you're sitting there and you're doing multiple things. You're growing. You can supplement and you can also design, right? So right. Like, what about the couples that say to you, and you and, and, and so you also talked about how like you can make a rose look like a peony. But what, what about a couple who says to you that they want a certain flower, right? But it's not in season. Is there a way to 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 make a flower, like get a flower in, or is that just a that's just a, a no? It is, but you know what? I, I, I advise highly against that because you're gonna pay very, very high end for that. Because now you go to the greenhouses, you you know, you're you're I mean, depending on, on your budget, again, I mean, if you're dead set on that on that flower, sure. And if you want to, but there's a lot of other gorgeous flowers that you can supplement that, you, you know, to go out there and grab that flower. I mean, because there is greenhouses all across the world that are growing flowers all, you know, all the time, but some flowers just aren't in season. They're just not in season. So it depends on what it is. You know, tulips, you can usually get tulips all the time. Totally makes sense. So you know what we'll do, Mia, is let's take a quick break. And then when we get back, what we should do for our listeners is let's get it into a little bit of like why a flower farmer should uh, is different than, you know, a florist or should be your florist versus not. And let's go into a little bit about time when people should book their florist. And I would love to talk a little bit about some tips and tricks that you have for our listeners. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now let's get back to the episode. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. So before the break, we were talking with Mia about how she started her Millie's Flower Farm. She is a floral farmer and also a floral designer. 
We talked a little bit about budget, Mia. We went over a little bit about flowers and how that can affect pricing. But now I really kind of want to get into what sets you apart being a floral farmer, being a florist and a designer. Break it down for us. So um, the difference is, is that I'm able to grow. If, if you give me enough notice, like a year's notice, if I'm able to grow varieties of flowers in your color combinations for you, for your wedding, hopefully if you're getting married in the right season, I mean, you know, for them, for them to be bloom time. So if you wanted dahlias of a certain color and you tell me a year ahead of time, dahlias come out probably around July and last until November the first, first frost. Once the first frost hits, they're gone. But there's, you know, Cafe Ole are a huge dahlia type that people just absolutely love is Cafe Ole. So I'm able to grow, I grow Cafe Ole anyway. But if it was a color that you're specifically must have, I'm able to grow that for you specifically. That's one of the differences. And I would the assume. You, what? I was going to say, and I would assume that's why they shouldn't wait so long to book their florists because this is one of the benefits. Yeah, I, I wouldn't wait to book your florist. No, no, I, I don't think anyone should wait to book their florist. I think that because especially people aren't realizing on how many calls I've been getting for weddings right now, you they, you can, your florist can only take so many. And especially if it's a if it's a big wedding, I don't take any other weddings. I don't do two weddings a day. I'll only do one specific wedding that day, and my, I'm dedicated to you for delivery because now don't forget I also have to go and set up. I also have to deliver your flowers. We also have to think. And the other thing we haven't talked about is rentals. If you want a riser for your florals, we have to rent those risers. I don't carry them in stock because I just don't have the facility to carry all this stock. So you have to put in for a rental. That's a great tip, by the way. That's that's a great tip for our listeners. Um, you know, I, I guess I, 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 all every florist is different. But like you said, you know, you can only speak about how you work and some people that you know. But, you know, so there's things that you don't realize that, yeah, maybe a florist can't do, you know, multiple weddings a day some people can but there's also other things that go involved like which is the flower stock and also to your rentals right the rental but the, also people the people don't think about what the, it's funny because i'll ask well what do you want your flower arrangements in and that always stumps the bride they're like oh i didn't even think about that well that how where would you that's we have to put them in something so now you have to think ahead. Again, I'm going to go back to shipping and COVID and manufacturing and how we took a back end because some vases and vases and compost vases, we couldn't get in because of supply. You know what? You brought up such an interesting point. And it's so interesting. Like every industry, and this is why we do this podcast, right? Because you're hearing it right from the industry um, insiders were unveiling or you know behind the scenes for you so it's it's funny because like in, I know for photography there's certain things that, the common question that I get that most people haven't thought of right for you it's interesting because you just said that like you ask a couple well how would they want their flowers presented and they're like oh I don't know because they're sitting there and they're looking at the florals right but they're actually not looking at the entire piece and how it's put together and the actual item it's in I didn't even think about that Mia that is such a great tip so for right, our listeners and, 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 and most people don't 
You know, it just doesn't cross your mind. And there's no fault to, to you for that. It's just the fact that it's just one of those where you're like, ah, oh, right. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Right. Now you have to. Now so, the cost of the cost also. Now that leads into cuts out your cost of your flowers as well because of the because of what you what what you're going to put your flowers in is also taking up some of your budget because some of those compote vases can go thirty dollars a piece. Right. So for our listeners, if you are looking at arrangements or centerpieces or bouquets, see how they're installed. See what's wrapped around the bouquet. Do they have ribbon? Is it a wreath? Like if, if it's an altar, like see what it's in. Like that is a great tip for them. Right. To I mean, and that, and that also takes takes into your budget as well. So, you know, it could be a, a, an extra five hundred dollars out of your budget that's just coming that's coming out just just for just for what you're you know the container and what you choose and what you're what you're picking out so that's another question and is how how do you want to display your florals um especially if you're going to get risers do you do, do you want hurricane lights around your floor in, in your on your tables because that's taking into your design budget as well what about once they hire you as their florist what is the the best case scenario of how you can collaborate with them? What would you prefer to see happen once they hire you? Well, I I always ask them to send me um, a lot of a lot of um, a lot of brides and couples. They'll have she she he will be on have a pin interest board already. So I'll tell them I you've already you've already saw images in your head that you love. Shoot them over to me so I can look at them. So if you have a Pinterest board, send it over to me. I always tell people, you're not bothering me with the pictures. In fact, I enjoy the more pictures that you of your vision that you can, like send me a vision board because then I can get to know exactly what it is you're looking for. So I I don't I don't get aggravated with a bunch of pictures getting thrown my way. I'll, I even tell my people, if you want to just text me one that day and I'll just shoot it to myself. Let me look at it because that, you know, I want to get to know what you, what you like, what your do's and don'ts are. And some people, how they're explaining something might not be what their vision is. They'll say, oh, I want this. But when, when they go to show you the picture, it's not any, they just don't know how to explain themselves. Speaking of pictures, what are you seeing for trends right now that a lot of your couples are asking you to do? You know, it's been going all over the place. Bo, bo, boho, bohemian colors with a rage last year. I couldn't get away from it. And I've had a few people still going into the, the, the bohemian color combo. And now that magenta is the new color out. But I, I haven't seen people request that yet. But I think that would be beautiful. But nobody's really requested it. Weddings, they, they're still sticking to those light muted. I mean, your traditionals are still sticking to those light muted colors, which are the classic. I mean, it's classic. It's a classic, classic color. Um, and then again, it depends on what season they're at. If it's fall, they want fall colors. If it's spring, they go in springy muted some go trendy with that new with the new magenta, but I haven't had a request for that yet. Um, 
I, I think it's all over the map. It's it's right now it's been I haven't have you seen anything with your brides? So it's interesting you say that. So obviously the Bohemian the darker way, for, at least in my Orange. industry, like the darker editing, the bohemian styles, the bohemian colors, those were kind of going on during the COVID years. And now that we're kind of getting out of COVID, I am starting to see a shift in color. I am starting to see a lot of the emeralds, a lot of the ruby tones starting to happen. Um, and obviously, like you said, you will always have the classics. There's a reason right. why they're the classics. They're traditional. They're just beautiful, right. you know? Yeah, they're beautiful. Mia, you know what's interesting is we're sharing a little tips about what's out there that we're seeing for colors and trends. But how about for our listeners? I mean, we talked a little bit about the visuals, right? They they want to see these certain flowers in their arrangements. They want to see certain arrangements. Let's talk a little bit about what our listeners don't see. So they come to you, they hire you, or they hire a florist. What happens from the time that they talk with you until their wedding day, getting their florals there? So they don't see that your florist is stressed out. <laughs> they don't. You don't see that we're pulling our hair out. You don't see that we want to make the day spectacular for you, and we're making sure. And to do that, we're we're even if we've done it a hundred times over, every time we do a wedding, it's still we're still sweating with you. So, um, because we want everything perfect for you. So the day that goes in, we're designing ahead of time. We're making sure that the product that we got in is 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 quality product. Um, we're making sure because let's face it, if I'm shipping in some flowers, there's been instances where I've had a you know a bunch of roses came in and that they were wilted and I, I'm freaking out and I have to I have to grab I have to go grab some other flowers and it's no fault to the distributor. Just you know stuff happens, things happen. Um, you're not seeing that we have to deliver the flowers to you. And then we have to set up your installs. So I'm working with the vendors at the vendor that you chose. And if you have a wedding planner who's there, sometimes they're there and sometimes they're not because they, they won't get there sometimes for the florals. Uh, let's talk about, well, my sister just was recently married and I went to this um, we went to the reception and I was there early. And of course I was stressing out cause you know, here's my sister's wedding and I, we did all the flowers and, um, she was my typical bridezilla because she's my sister. <laughs> so, I do tell you Mia to not work for family. That was like, yeah, lesson yeah, 101. yeah. I mean, you know, of course it was, you know, my sister where she said, whatever you do is fine where, you know, that's not true. She's gonna, you know, she's gonna give me a hard time. But when I got there, I, you know, you always want to double check your work. And I, she had these gorgeous pillars, and there were some gorgeous vases, um, cement vases that were were there because she was gonna be married outside. And instead of being married in under an arch, I said, why don't we take these vases and we'll we'll put gorgeous cascades up in them. And, and I, as, as your florist, we can make mistakes and lesson learned that one thing I, you, you need to double measure everything. So I had to make these gorgeous arrangements, probably about, they were about 20, uh, I would say about five feet wide. And they were probably about eight feet high in the air, I had to get them up. 
And I mean, I'm five feet tall, so imagine that. And they probably weighed about 50 pounds each because now they're filled with floral foam and water. So my sister said to me, so this is something that I have to double check. And it's not because what what you're telling me that someone's telling you, it's just that I've, I've learned I need to just kind of nicely kind of double check. I was told there's the landscape crew is there and they're going to be there to help you and everyone's going to be there to help you. I said, oh, that, that's, that's okay, great. So do I need a ladder? You don't need a ladder. Are you sure I don't need a ladder? Don't need a ladder. You don't need anything. I said, okay, so me and some of my crew, we go there. I look where they're going to, they must have had a wedding the night before. So last minute they were taken down a tent. The aisle that my sister was going to walk down, that rose petals were supposed to be spread out. I was, I, I, I had to find a rake. So now I'm raking the grass <laughs> <laughs> because it was a disaster. So now not only am I, I have two vans filled with florals. Now I'm running around trying to find a rake. No one's at the, at the, no one's there to help me. Finally, they come out with this rake. It looks like a sand, a, a five-year-old sand rake <laughs> for the sand. I'm like, are you kidding? I'm like, okay, all right, all right. So I, it all came into place. I mean, but there's things that happen that as your designer, and you know, Sarah, as being your photographer, there's things that you don't don't know that we that happen that you don't know. And if you're if you're professional enough, you get it done and you get it done. Nobody knows anything that it happened, but you're sweating when it's happening. Well, that's that's what you say. It's like you know, for me, I've been in this industry for 20 years. I can write a book like with all my stories. It's like you said. It doesn't matter how many weddings you do. It's it's the first time doing their wedding, right? Yeah. So everyone's important, and every detail is down to you know, and that and that comes into your bride isn't. It's not their job to worry about that. It's our job to worry about that. But every detail has to be planned out in our heads, and and down and know exactly what it is that we're going into and what we have to do. You know, it's not their job to worry about us getting your final show because when we when you walk out, we want you to be amazed and just and just love everything that we did. And we just, you know, when my sister came out and she was like in awe, like, you know, I could tell just from her expression, she, she was, she was loved it, which made me feel good because I'm there. Cause usually I'm not at your wedding to see your, your expression when you walk out. You know but. what though, Mia, it's, it's kind of one of those things though, that it's there. <laughs> and I'm only laughing because it's, just a fun industry it's just a fun industry and there's so every wedding is different but for me you know and, and for you like I do this every weekend all weekend long but every day is different right right and it's just it's you gotta make sure that that you, you have fun and you enjoy you it. have fun and enjoy it so if that means you gotta take like a sin rake and start raking the aisle that your sister's going down like you just have to make sure you hire the team that's gonna actually do that like with right. everything so, you know it's right. like so we were like oh the worst i didn't tell you so these so these five feet wide arrangements that weigh about over 50 pounds which i now i have no ladder so the event coordinator 
he comes on the site. Now he's like six two. And I said, so I had to ask him, can you please help us? Because I have to raise them up on these stone pillars on these concrete vases with lions cut out. I mean, it was, it was magnificent, but I can't, it's taken a few people to get it, to get that up there. So he's helping us. Thankfully, I know enough and this, and this is something your floral designer, a good floral designer would know and why you want a difference is I knew enough that you have to completely wrap the foam in this, in this plate, because if you don't, anything can happen. It can shift. It can, well, he puts, it helps us put it up and he misses the mark and it tips sideways into the face. So I have probably about, ah, probably about 150 roses in this one piece and it tips sideways into the vase because he, my heart, I, I, I thought I was going to die right there. I'm like, oh. but thankfully I secured it enough that it didn't shift and it didn't move and it didn't break any, and it didn't break any stems. But I mean that <laughs> I I I oh I, I I get I get heart palpitations just thinking about that. <laughs> well, no D goes unpunished there, Mia. You know. Yeah, but I mean, but but so these are the things. I mean, like like let's face it, your event coordinator, your photographer, your florist. We you know, there's all things that go on that we you know that we're like oh oh, but. If you have a professional working with you that that's been through these ropes and and knows that these things happen and you're prepared, like, you know, uh, like last month we were on an event and one of our employees, the way we we were putting out, we were putting out vases and she dropped one and broke one, but that's okay because I have an extra one. So while she's panicking, you know, and she, I'm sorry, like, don't worry about it because I, I have, I have flowers in the van. I have a, a container for spare. I, I know that these things can happen because this is what happens and you're okay. I will share, I'll share a quick little story before a wrap up question with you. I, Dan and I were actually photographing a wedding and we were, it was indoors um, and the designer uh, at the time, they were setting up all, like you said, vases, right? And in the center aisle. And normally, they leave room where the peep, the guest will walk into the aisle to take a seat. Uh, but this particular couple obviously had this vision where they just wanted, I could just, I know, I saw, I could see what they wanted. They just wanted beautiful vases with candles all down the aisles so it didn't leave any room for guests to walk in through the aisleway only on the sides which is fine right in thought in theory but in execution it's not because people don't understand that they only have one way to enter they're just used to like kind of going down the aisle right. and entering right? right and also too people who sit down they're sitting down and then like you know it's kind of like an airplane right you, you only have so much leg movement so with these vases <laughs> on the left like you can't move your leg to the left and if you do what happens right it crashes and breaks right right so <laughs> i'm not even kidding like i'm sitting at the altar it looks beautiful uh, but execution-wise, it was kind yeah, of practical. Enough, it's, yeah. <laughs> and, like, you just hear, like, burst, burst, 
burst. Burst. I know. There was probably like maybe six or seven bases that bursted like as we were waiting. The music is playing. And like my heart was sinking. But you know what? Every Listen, it's a wedding. People are happy. They're, they're happy to be there. And it became a joke because we're like, what's the next one? <laughs> Right. So <laughs> luckily, though, like you said, people come prepared. There's extra vases. And so they came in, they replaced the vases, they mopped it all up, and they spread the vases out before she even came down the aisle. But let me tell you, I'm sitting up there as a photographer, music's playing, everybody's waiting to see her, and it's like, burst, burst. <laughs> That's the other thing. People have to think of allergies. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Allergies. Allergies. Now, your mother, your mom, you know your mother's afraid for, of, is allergic to lilies. You, you, you don't want lilies in your arrangements. Didn't you, think about sometimes that. people don't think about allergies. And, and you're going to put, what are you putting in the middle? Not saying you have to ask every guest what they're allergic to. I mean, the most of the guests, if you're there, they're, they're, if they're highly, highly allergic, they're going to pretty much tell you or they just move it out of the way. But that that's another key if you're a bride and you're allergic to a certain flower, you, you want to tell your 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 florist that because sometimes we put in filler that you might not know about just because it makes this, the piece look pretty. And if you're highly allergic to it, you know, chamomile, if you're allergic to chamomile and I'm using it as some filler and I don't know that, and this is your bridal bouquet, do you really want me to put that in there? That's a good so tip. If you have an allergy, you should really, um, you know, tell your tell your designer. Which leads me into another mess too: is candles. Can you have candles? You know, even though it's that's on the event planning side, they'll say I want candles on the tables with these flowers, and people, and I'll ask first. That's great, but can you have candles? You need to. You need to ask because. To me, sometimes that go to your arrangements, and some some venues don't want live lit candles. Correct. So and those now, are great. You might have tips. to buy the candles now. You, now, don't forget that's going to go into your budget on how many candles that you need to buy. Flameless candles. That's another part of your budget that people don't think about. That's a great tip. And also, too, there are some venues that do allow candles, but they have to be a certain like way that it's submerged in water. Right. So right. obviously talking with your florals, talking about the vision, and then just trusting your florist, and the florist is going to let you know. They're going to give you some homework, right, to go back to the venue and ask this, this, and this. And some florists will know you know, if you're getting married at a certain venue. They already know. The they already know. What and they also, too, exactly. like you said, I mean, I see florists all the time. You know, if you're getting married on the water, they have fishing twine and all this, this, this. You guys just come with this stuff. And I'm like, what What are you doing? And you're like, I'm securing the vase down. I'm like, why? Because like, the wind's gonna about to blow. And like, again, these are all things that, uh, you know, as a listener or someone who's not doing this for a living doesn't know. But that- Right, right. So we come with the toolbox. I mean, the van's equipped with the toolbox. I call it our toolbox. You know, I come with buckets of extra loose flowers in case one breaks on the on the transport, in case one breaks in the wait staff while they're setting up. They, they, you know, something happened. I mean, you know, we come with we come with our toolbox because of the fact that you know we have to secure. Like you, you know, you're right. I mean, we come with you know pins for your boot and ear because sometimes they lose the the pin and then everybody's running around and you know I I could give you a pin in your boot and ear and say here's your boot and ear and then you lost it in last minute so I'll stick a few extra in there and just say you know just because you never know 
There's, there's so many little details about it. Um, the installs are huge because that takes time, especially if you're going to tell me that your cousin is going to build me an arbor. <laughs> I've had that. <laughs> okay. Cousin Steve's building me an arbor and you get there and it's, and it's made out of coat hanger pretty much like, okay, we have a problem because you're not considering on how much each spray weighs that I now need to zip tie to cousin Steve's arbor made out of coat hanger. <laughs> like it's not working. It's not working. Um, dimensions. If I try to, I try to go out to the to the venue if there if there's a venue or no. I mean, some of the some of the event planners that you know when you're working at a venue, you know that who they are, so you can call them up and say, you know, hi Sarah, it's me. Can you tell me what's the dimension of that arbor? And, and they're pretty much on it because they have it written down and they they have the right dimensions. But if it's somebody that I haven't worked with yet, sometimes I'll like to take a ride out there just to to measure things myself because one little measurement and you're you're off you're off you don't re you know like my sister you know her whole arrangement tipped upside down cuz he moved it back a couple inches so you you know your measurement matters your height of a pew if you want standing florals where do you want it to do you want it in the middle of the pew do you want it lower you know these things matter so, so you need to know that. How many aisles of rows? So they'll say, some brides, they'll say, oh, I want I want florals at the end of each pew. Okay, well, how many pews are there? Because I need to know that. How many, how, how many are we going down? Oh, I don't know. Well, we need to get that because now I need to, because that, that, that goes into your cost. And how many do we need? Do we need 20? Is there 10 on each side? How, how many do we need? So these are questions that you might not think of, but that's the questions I'm gonna ask you um, after we secured it. And then once once I have all the measurements, and if it's something that I, I can grab on my own, I don't bother you to grab the question. It's usually I'll just go and call up and ask for myself because it's really, I, I, don't, I don't bother the bride, you know, as little as possible. Cause once I, once I, once I'm ready to, you, to launch and, and to, and I have my plan down cause I'll plan it out, I'll plan it out on paper. Once I have that set up, I just double check my, my dimensions, my measurements, my pews, I, you know, how many, how many tables. The other thing, oh, quick, quick. You can't change color a month before your wedding. So that, that is a nice little tidbit. That is something that I hear a lot people change color a lot like when they're and a lot of times it happens in their invitations right like they like they start looking at their invitations and then they see all these other things and they want to just quickly change something because they see another trend because a lot of times you all who are listening you're planning your wedding a year to two years out so obviously things change right so you're right you can't you cannot you got to commit to the color yeah. palette. you know they're like oh i just went from you know from magenta to to citrus what <laughs> i already secured those flowers that they're already secured we already ordered them to secure it like a month i'm sorry i i can't you can't there's no color change a month out um or if and once those or the, the flowers that if i 
if I if I have to supplement throughout the farm or if I have to supplement, I've already put in my order for you because some of these have to be pre-ordered. So you, I've pre-ordered. It's not like I'm going to distribute that day and saying, give me what you got. I, I'm putting in an order. I'm placing an order for you. So that order has already been placed with the distributor on how many roses I need, how many, how much filler I need. That's already been placed. So you can't cut cut that out. You, because it's already done. It's already been executed. You're already in line because we, we are planning a month ahead for your wedding. You know, if it's a simple change, that's fine. But there's some color changes. No, sorry, because at that point, it's already been ordered. Well, that's a great tip. And you left, you left, you left our listeners with a lot of tips. I do, want, I do want to say that is a great takeaway. There is a lot that happens behind the scenes. And that is one of the reasons why you're all are listening, because you're trying to absorb and just take as much knowledge as possible. Leave it to the professionals. Trust us. But you are right. Sometimes people may not understand why they can't change things at a certain timeline. And that is why there's really good contracts, because it's not that we're all trying to you know, be difficult. We always want to work with you. But there's things that happen behind the scenes that are executed to prepare for your day without you knowing. And so like you said, for you, you ordered your flowers. I know for me, like there's a, like within 30 days, you can't change because I'm already ordering albums or we're already lining up staff and we're getting things ready. So it's just a matter of just you know, talking, communicating, and understanding who you're hiring and working with them. And you gave them a lot of pointers to take away, which is now leads us into our wrap-up question. What are some key points that couples should be asking their floral farmer when they are inquiring to make sure that they are working with a professional company to ensure that their wedding day is a perfect event? Well, the first one, Sarah, would be not all flower farmers are floral farmer designers. So your first question is to make sure that they are a designer as well and they're just not a grower. Your second one is to ask them, are they able to grow a certain flower for you, for you if requested for your wedding and in what month and what month? And if something happens, are they able to to get flowers? Because again, if you're a flower farmer and you don't have that that supply chain behind you, what happens if storm comes and knocks out your crop? Are you able to get me flowers? That would be a, a huge question I would ask. Um, and the second, the third I would ask is what's your minimum wedding that you'll take? What, what's the minimum budget that you'll take? Because some people won't, you know, because we get in wedding inquiries all the time. So what's the minimum budget that you'll take? And, and, and is there a security deposit? I'm giving you four well, because sometimes, because we take a security deposit because we have to hold your date. That's huge. And, and any professional is going to ask for a security deposit to hold your date because you could say, I want you to do my wedding on May 30th, but May 30th rolls, you know, before May 30th, you cancel. And I just told two other brides or one other bride that we can't handle their wedding because I already promised it. So we do ask for a, a non-refundable deposit. Well, and then ask them what their contract is. Ask them what happens. I mean, up to what time can they, I'm going more than three points. No, it's okay. Hey, knowledge <laughs> is power. <laughs> ask them, I would ask them, what, what's their cancellation policy? What, even though I know you're in love with John, but some things could happen. Uh, what's the, you know, 
you could have to cancel for a family emergency. What's the cancellation policy? I would ask them, uh, obviously the, the deposit to hold the date usually is non-refundable. Mine is non-refundable just because I could be missing out on another wedding. Um, and do they deliver and what's the delivery charge and setup fees because that comes, they, they do charge delivery because depending on how far, how far out were you willing to travel? Are they willing to go to the venue for your wedding? I think that, I think those are, I think those are, I think those are a start on what you should ask. Well, those are some wonderful tips, Mia. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. You helped our listeners become one step closer to their stress-free wedding planning. Can you tell everybody where they could find you? Sure. You can visit me at milliesflowerfarm.com. I'm located in Coventry, Rhode Island. and Or you could call me on my phone at 401-204-8280. Or you can find me on Instagram at milliesflowerfarm and Facebook at Millie's Flower Farm. And if you have a question that you just want to shoot out and you don't need to hire me, but you just have a quick question or you you, you, you don't quite understand or there's something that you need, I, I'm more than happy to help. Just just shoot me, holla, and I'm, I'll be more than happy to give you some answers if I have them. And if I can't, I'll try to find it for you. But I, I don't mind, you know, consultation. And the consultation is always free, obviously. Yeah, and what I'll do for our listeners is I will have Mia's information on our episode show notes, which you can find on our blog and our website page, on our podcast page, which is sarazarella.com backslash podcast. So thank you, Mia, so much for joining me on this week's episode. And for our We listeners, actually have a wedding coming up together soon. We do. We, should, we absolutely <laughs> do. And what I'll do is I'll put some pictures from that wedding on the show notes. And for our listeners, Mia said, give her a call. Ask her a question. She's there yeah, for absolutely. you. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Mia. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoy this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.